God, thank you for this time. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for a chance to encourage individuals, God. Thank you for allowing me to have the chance to come and give somebody the reassurance that God is still able, that God is still faithful, that God can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ever ask or think, Lord. Lord, I pray right now that every listener will just come forth and take some time and listen and to be encouraged, to be empowered. I pray they find this uplifting. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that they will have restored trust in you. God, I give you glory. I give you the honor. And I give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to another episode um, on reviving the spirit rehabilitation for battle-worn Christians. I am Latanya Price. So today's episode, if you notice the title, we're going to be talking about restoring trust in God. So we're going to be addressing doubts and disappointments, right? In this faith journey, you know, it's, it's going to come up, right? We know that. And then we're going to just talk about ways to rebuild that trust, right? Because unfortunately, life is going to cause us to doubt and feel disappointment with God. Like, it's unfortunate that it happens, but it, it let me encourage someone to write it from the jump. Stick with God and you'll learn <laughs> that the doubt and disappointment isn't in God himself because God never fails. And so we just want to ensure that we always strengthen our relationship with him. And strengthen our understanding of his character and who he is. And that is what's going to help us restore the trust in God. And so we're going to look at, you know, certainly, you know, just behind the feelings, right, of the doubt and impact and I'm sorry, the doubt and disappointment. And then we're going to just kind of go a little bit into how it impacts our relationship with God, because, of course, if we doubt and have that disappointment, we're going to have a certain attitude. Hello, somebody. We're going to have a certain attitude against God or really thinking, well, <laughs> so what is this guy? What are we doing? And then we're just going to talk about some simple, hopefully simple ways um, to just um, navigate and rebuild that trust and trust and strengthen that relationship and our connection with God once again. Okay. And of course, we're going to be going to the good old Bible. Every episode, you know, I always, always am going to go to the Bible as the resource. Um, So as I said, we're going to talk about trusting, uh, restoring that trust in God. And, um, you know, in life, um, there's always something that happens, you know, as we get older, as we get more into life and just living our lives. Maybe we're married, maybe we're not married. Maybe we have children Maybe we don't have children. We have a job. We start our own business. We do just different things, right? We serve in ministry. We do all kinds of things in life. This is just life, right? This is in general, right? Well, sometimes disappointment is going to happen. Something's going to happen to where something doesn't go our way that we think it ought to go, right? Something causes us to feel a disappointment. Something is going to cause us to be like, but I thought God doesn't fail. But see, we have to remember we can't basis. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to point on that scripture too. We're going to talk about that proverb scripture that talks about we aren't supposed to lean on our own understanding. (laughs) Right? We're not supposed to lean on our own understanding. We're supposed to acknowledge him. And so we want to make sure that we're not trying to replace God's wisdom with our wisdom. Can we gain wisdom from God? Can we be wise? Can we be intelligent? Can we um, gain some really good, um, um, some really good 
knowledge about how to live life and how to get through life. Absolutely. Prayerfully, you do. But it never negates the way God orchestrates things. It never negates that. I was just reading my Bible uh, today and I and 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 actually I kind of piggyback because I was reading it yesterday. I was in Isaiah and um and I was piggybacking a little bit on it because the last uh the last portion of Isaiah it was talking I got to that point in Isaiah um actually I'm just gonna get my Bible right now I was in the point of Isaiah where it was talking about in 55 chapter 55 and it gets to around that verse six through nine and it talks about how you know, God talks about, you know, seek the Lord while you can find him, call on him now while he is near. I'm, I'm reading New Living Translation. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God for he will forgive generously. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth. So my ways are higher than yours and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And I literally have a note here that made that I said, God can save the unsavable. And the reason I made that note was because I know a lot of times we don't know all that God is going to do in somebody else's life, in our lives. We know that he has good plans for us. But yet we really don't know it all. Let's be honest, everybody. We don't know. We don't know it all. And that can scare a lot of us. That alone can plant a little bitty seed of doubt. The enemy will plant us a little bitty seed of doubt because we don't know. But we have to trust God and trust his word that talks about he can do exceedingly abundantly above we can ever ask or think. We can't lean our own understanding. We have to acknowledge him. He knows the plans. He knew he has he had everything orchestrated for our lives, even while we were yet in our mother's womb. Okay? And we have to really believe that, despite what the outcome comes out to be. We have to really believe that because sometimes we, like I said, we lean on to our own understanding. We think it's supposed to, it's supposed to come in a green box, but it comes and ends up. God puts it in a red box. We think the house is supposed to be yellow, but it ends up being a brown brick house. Like we, we have to really understand that we have to trust in God. Amen. Now, Let, I've already kind of been put went into it, but let's just go ahead and, and get in. Let's just recap on that. Just understanding, right? Doubts and disappointments. In this faith journey, because we don't know, we don't know every twist, every turn, every door that's going to open, every door that's going to shut. Um, if we get into his word, we can we can pretty much make out what it will be. We know what things won't align with his word. Um, we know things that ought to be shut and ought to be open, if you will. But at the same time, it doesn't always be obvious. Everything isn't always obvious. And so we'll 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 pray for something, right? We're these are some common triggers we're going we're going to just briefly talk about, right? Um, the personal challenges, the unanswered prayers, um, and just worldly influences. That's why the Bible talks about be not conformed to this world. Why? We're going to end up facing so many more challenges if we keep trying to align ourselves with this world. We cannot be conformed to this world. We have to be transformed. With the renewing of our mind and the only way our minds are going to be renewed is if we read his word and really learn about him. 
take the time and meditate fast, go on a spiritual retreat, whatever you got to do to really learn about him. I'm not saying you have to take some um, theology classes or Bible classes, but if you want to go ahead, you, if you join a ministry, a Bible teaching ministry, you can go to Bible study. Then they may have leadership classes. They may have things where you can go in depth in Bible studies that really are going to help you learn about the characteristics of God and the power that he possesses. And so that unfortunately, because of those triggers, the personal challenges, the unanswered prayers, these are just examples, um, some worldly influences, they can trigger the disappointment and doubt for sure. Like I just mentioned, the personal challenges, like we lose a job. Wait, I thought that was, you know, you prayed for that job. <laughs> you fa- you fasted for that job. You in that, you in there maybe 10, even 15 years, all of a sudden, boom. My, my sister, um, uh, my sister, she was with, we worked for the same company. Um, and this is why I don't, honestly, I'm gonna be honest with you. Yes, I work for a really good company. Um, but I don't put all of my eggs in that one company. I'm just gonna be honest. Um, I don't put my full trust in that company. Amen. My sister was with that company, same company. She was there before I was like 20 something odd years. Something tilted, changed. She was let go. And my sister handled it very well. She was very professional about it. She was, she was like, okay, I'm just going to find another job. My sister's kind of calm like that. (laughs) I have three sisters, but but that one sister, me and her are kind of similar. And she was real calm about it. You know, they gave her severance. You know, she was able to take off like, because she was there for so long. She was able to take off like almost close to six months, like five or six months, took some time off, took some time to spend with with her family. You know, she has kids and everything, her husband. But, but that's just an example. Let's not put our trust in some of the most fortune 500 companies that we might be able to get a job with. It's good to have a good job. I'm not knocking it. Good to start your own business, but there's no guarantee in that either. And then, of course, we pray for something. Oh, here it is. We pray for something. We done been talking to God about it. We done fasted about it. But there's never a real answer. But I want to pose this question. This is kind of a plug. This ain't really on topic, but it's a sidebar topic. Think about the next time, since we are talking about Restoring our trust in God. If we pray for something and we think it's not answered. Really, 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 really tap in and really seek God to make sure if it wasn't in fact answered. Because sometimes we think an unanswered prayer isn't answered, but it really was. I personally As I'm starting to get older, I don't really think all prayers go unanswered. I think there's going to be an answer at some point. It may not be right now. It may not be in the season. It may. And when I say it may be years from now, and I do mean years upon years from now. It could be answered, but we have to trust and believe God has answered because his promises are yes and amen. And if our prayer is in alignment with his word, because that's the other thing you want to check too. Why was it unanswered or why isn't it being answered right away? There might have to be this realignment that you have to ensure that you're, that you're get your processing yourself into or you're going through the process of that realignment and making sure that okay wait am I am I in the will of God because even as we fast and we pray make sure we have the right motive make sure we do because our fasting is in vain if we if we don't have the right motive 
if we're just fasting because we think we're going to get brownie points with God, that's the wrong motive. That's the wrong motive. The fasting is to help us gain clarity and insight into who God is and to strengthen us spiritually and to ensure that we are in obedience, alignment with his word as we serve people. And if, and if that's not the purpose of you fasting, then you might want to check. If you're fasting because you think if I fast, that's, that's when the manifestation is going to happen. You might want to read up on what fasting really is. Cause I'm not going to lie. When I first got saved, I thought that's what fasting was. I thought fasting literally meant hurrying up my manifest, <laughs> hurrying along my manifestation or my blessing, but that's not what it is. That's not what fasting does. Fasting, any spiritual discipline is to help us gain spiritual strength. It's help us to see God for who he really is. It's to help us to get into alignment with his will and to be a servant in his kingdom. So we want to make sure of that. And then worldly influences. I don't even really have to. I pray. Whoever does listen to this, I hope I don't have to expound too much on that. But y'all already know the world's going to trust in no man. That's in the word too. trust in no man. We know this world. We can get some good friends, some decent people. We'll meet some decent people, really nice people. They may believe in God. They may not. But there is absolutely a point that we must mature and understand that this world and the influences is absolutely going to always, always cause a doubt or disappointment, period. Okay. Um, now let's kind of take a thing. Let, let's make sure we understand too, because we know the Bible talks about doubt and we ought to not doubt. You know, um, when I looked up doubt, even, um, just, just in general, like the Greek word and, um, and all of that, it literally, um, it literally brought up the whole fact that we're not supposed to, we're, we're really not supposed to have this doubt. And that's so much easier said than done as we go along this faith journey. Um, Cause we got to mature into it. I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight. I'm going to be honest with you. It, it takes some maturity, even when we faced a personal challenge, like it takes some rebuilding. It takes some time. And so doubt and disappointments, Yes, it can put a strain on our relationship with God. But think of it even from just a natural relationship with with family, um, a really good friend maybe for several years and they do something. Um, Even with um, uh, marriages and different things like that, like when something happens, that causes one to have a disappointment and a doubt. Um, yeah, it puts a strain on that relationship for sure. Um, it, it causes some emotional, mental strain um, because w- we somehow end up having this doubt um, and disappointment and our natural reflex <laughs> Our natural defense mechanism for most people, um, and if it ain't most people, I'm going to speak for myself then. My defense mechanism is to distance myself. I don't want nothing to do with you no more. You hurt my feelings. You caused me to feel disappointed. And you caused me to feel doubt. I no longer want anything to do with you. 
I don't want to have a relationship with you. How about that? That's my defense mechanism. And so we distance ourselves, right? But we can't do that with God. Like out of, out of all circumstances, that's one relationship you want to work on and you want to learn and find out what all that is all about. Because let me tell you, that is something you don't want to ever, 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 ever stop. Don't ever separate yourself from God because his word talks about nothing will separate us from him. (laughs) Nothing will separate us from him. Nothing will ever separate us from his love. And there's a good long list of what never can separate us. And that, when you really read that scripture on what can never separate us from the love of God, it's everything to anything. So if God is willing to love us, regardless, surely we can reciprocate. And when we really find out, and this is why it takes really talking to him, really getting into his word. When we really, really find out the truth, because that's what it, (laughs) almost when you think about it, that's really the root, right? When it comes to the doubt and the disappointment, we just want to know truth. We want to know the truth when it comes to like, like, are you just, you just did this because you, you mean to me or you don't like me or did I do something to you? Or you try to get at the root of the truth because you're trying to understand it. Right? So going to God is the same thing. You try to learn the truth. And when you do that, you end up understanding, wait, first of all, it wasn't God. Second of all, nine times out of 10, it was some type of demonic attack or demonic scheme. And really just maybe God is shifting. Maybe God is needing to do Um, Or allowing something to close so something else can open up. There's been individuals, of course, in the Bible that grapple with 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 doubt. Right. We there's different stories that we can definitely highlight. But the one that I'm going to talk about is really something in New Testament. It's really simple, but it's a New Testament. And it's literally Thomas's doubt. Right. We always heard the doubting Thomas. If we if we are kids that maybe went through a Sunday school, we heard a doubting Thomas story. Right. And so um, this is found in uh, John. Well, yeah, John 20, 24 to 29. I'm just going to read it here. One of the 12 disciples, Thomas, nicknamed the twin living new living translation, by the way, uh, was not with the others when Jesus came. They told him. We have seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hand. Put my fingers into them and place my hand into the wound on in his side. Eight days later, the disciples were together again. And this time, Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hand into my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. My Lord and my God, Thomas exclaimed. Then Jesus told him, him, you believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing. Let me be honest with you. Many of us can relate to Thomas in that time. Many of us can. I I can honestly probably ask a question. There would be several hands raised, whoever can whoever listens to this. You going along 
You know Jesus was dead. He dead eyed. He was buried. You know it. <laughs> you 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 know it. You witness the crucifixion. You saw him being carried off. You saw him being buried. The stone was rolled over the grave. All of a sudden, you mean to tell me that y'all saw him just all of a sudden after three days? Whatever. After a few days, y'all saw him. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. He he just appeared. He disappeared among y'all. Okay. I got you. Oh, so he didn't. So he didn't really knock on a door. He disappeared. Really? <laughs> think about the situation, everybody. I'm, I, you know, I'm making light of it a little bit, but really think about it. Like, we can really relate to the situation. Like, yeah, we can relate to that. Like, uh, I can understand why he might be doubtful. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> and he said, I'm not going to believe it until I'm able not only see him, but I won't put my finger through his, through his hand and I won't put my hand through that side where that wound was. Here he comes. And Jesus knew. Thomas being one of the disciples, he knew what he had to do. And Jesus wasn't upset. Jesus wasn't like trying to bash him because of his doubt. And that's something else I want to make sure we understand too. Because as we get into how how to navigate and really rebuild that, that restoring that trust, understand that even if you doubt and you ha- and you start to have that that conversation and you start to pray and you start to talk more to God know that he's not going to bash you he's not going to make you feel like you're just totally totally just despicable because you doubted or you had a disappointment Especially if it's, especially if you think it's more of him than just, you know, life in and of itself. He's not going to bash you. He's not. He's not going to bash you. He's not going to make you uh, feel as though you shouldn't be doubting because all of a sudden you're a Christian and, and, and you've been in this Christian faith journey for, for 30 years. No, 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 no. That's not, that's not God. That's not God. That's not his character. He loves us. He wants us to come to him no matter what. With every weight, with every circumstance, he wants us to come to him. And when we think about, as we start to think about strategies, right? Um, to address the doubts and the disappointments. The one thing or the one scripture that I want to highlight is, and I'm actually trying to pull it up, but it's found in second Corinthians 10, three through five. And I want to read it. Second um, Corinthians. And I want to ensure that we we understand. Um, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We have to take captive the thoughts in our minds when it comes to disappointments and doubts. We know the enemy tactic is always the mind. He implants little lies here and there every day. And it ends up 
manifesting into something to either kill, steal, or destroy. And even in our doubts and our disappointments, especially in this faith journey, he wants to destroy and kill and get rid of our relationship with God. And so, but we have to take those thoughts captive. We have to take those thoughts captive. The minute that we, you know, yes, will you feel it? That's fine. But once you feel it, acknowledge it. Acknowledge the very fact. Oh man, I got this doubt. I got this disappointment. Oh man. How am I going to, how, how am I going to handle this? Well, first of all, command any demonic influence to go. Command any demonic influences to go. Every lie. Cause the number one lie that <laughs> the devil's going to pretty much say is see God didn't God failed you I thought God wasn't supposed to fail I thought he answered all prayers I thought his I thought his promises was yay and amen because we know the enemy knows the, the Bible too right we we know he knows scriptures right okay he's gonna use that yeah he's gonna be like yeah I thought I thought he's supposed to supply all your needs according to his riches and glory and you sitting over here and you apply for this really good job and, and, and you know, you need a better job because you barely are getting by. You can barely get away and pay with, pay your rent. You, you know, but you apply for this job. And I thought God was supposed to supply all of your needs. And we fall for it. We fall for it. And here comes the doubts. Here come the disappointments. We have to take those thoughts captives. We have to tell the enemy, shut up. We have to tell him, listen, I believe what his word said. Obviously, this job wasn't for me. And I'm just using an example, right? They obviously this job wasn't for me. I'm going to go back to God and we're going to talk about this. And when you go, remember you, this is something, and it actually says this in my little notes for my, for my, for my podcast. It is so important. That we understand that God, literally, God's throne (laughs) is an open door. And what I mean by that is, is there's no um, filter (laughs) anymore of going to God. It's open communication. We can pray to him anytime with anything. Seeking guidance, anything. I know we aren't. I know we've been, and I remember being taught this when I did finally get in the church as I was a teenager. Um, we're not supposed to really go to God about what to wear, and that, you know, I was taught that. But I'm going to be honest with you. As I got older, and I started to kind of wanted to know what would make me comfortable, and all. I kind of sought God on even things to consider with things to wear, things to eat, things, because especially when it started to be my health and my well-being and just different things like that, yo. Like, I know a lot of people be like, really? Like, that's kind of frivolous. But here's the thing. I don't bombard him with those kind of with those kind of conversations. I don't, but when I was first going into, um, understanding my, my, my faith journey, those were questions that I had like, Lord, does it really matter if I wear this, if I wear that, if I put on this, if I put on that and we address those things, I'm only using that to help you all understand it's open communication with God. He's there. The only time God is going to ever turn a deaf ear is if you are just downright living in sin and you're just doing what you're doing. If you are willing to turn to God and do what God wants you to do and you're trying to be obedient, he's going to listen. 
if you're just trying to do better for him, as far as um, being in alignment with his will and, and being a servant for his kingdom and, and all this other stuff, and your goal is to get to heaven and, and have full salvation. Hey, guess what? You can talk to him about anything, anything. And that's the key. We, ha- we have to talk to him. We have to talk to him. I remember, and this is like the, the, the main thread of all of my testimonies. Um, I remember going through my period of anger and disappointment and everything with God when we lost Charlotte and stillbirth for 38 and a half weeks in, 23rd, in August of 2013. But I'm telling y'all, the moment and it was years, a few years later, the moment I literally just began to talk to God openly about everything I was feeling, the anger, the disappointment, the hurt, the heartache, everything. I'm telling y'all, it began the restoration of trust in God. Did it happen overnight? No. I did not trust God fully with every bit of my heart because that in and of itself was a, 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 um, a, a very sensitive topic for me just because of my medical history, me being a cancer survivor. I had cancer when I was 14 and doctors told me then they wasn't sure due to the chemotherapy that I went through if I was going to be able to have children. So it was already a sensitive subject, already, already sensitive, sensitive subject. So when that happened, here come the devil. Mm-hmm. See what the Lord did. Mm-hmm. How can you, how can you trust him with, with, with your all now? How can you trust him now? He took away your, the very deepest of, of prayers of the prayer requests. He's Really? This is who you trust? Mm, I don't know about that. These are the lies. These are the conversations that the devil is trying to have in my brain. These are the seeds he's trying to plant. But I had to go to God, yo. I had to. Like, it's so important to take those actionable steps to rebuild trust. And one of the first things you have to do, you have to do is talk to him. You have to talk to him. You have to talk to him. Because, and I don't want to say don't, you know, don't um, study the word and everything. Please study the word in, in correlation with talking to him um, and finding a good support group with, you know, of church members, you know, everything else. Um, but I'm going to be honest with you all when the church doors are closed and it's the night and it's just you and him, listen, you're going to have to talk to him because you can't have, you can't be connected. You can't talk to somebody 24 (laughs) seven, your pastor your closest church friends, your mama, your daddy, your favorite aunt, your favorite grandmother, um, your favorite grandfather, your favorite uncle. Listen, they're gonna there's it's going to be those moments they're not going to be readily available. But God is always available. God is always there. Always. He's always there. And we have to recognize we have to talk to him and be open. I call it, <laughs> I call it being naked in front of him. You don't have to hide anything. From First of all, he knows y'all. He knows. He knows how we feeling. So there's no point in hiding it. Be honest. Tell, tell him everything on how you feel. Tell him everything. And then as you begin to do that, please study your word. I, 
I don't joke when I say you have, you have to have to study your word. There's so many scriptures concerning doubt and, um, and the rewards of trusting in him. Like we know, like, for example, um, if we have no doubt, according to, uh, Matthew 21, 21, Jesus replied, truly, I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. This is the power of not having doubt. That's the power of not having doubt. And he challenges us. Like in Mark and like in Matthew, I'm sorry, Matthew 14 and 31, where it talks about this is where um, Peter had started doubting and he started sinking immediately. Jesus reached out his hand and called him. You of little faith. He said, why did you doubt? Jesus is not angry. He's just like, why? Why did you doubt? I'm right here. But I, you know. Storms and everything around you. you, you yeah, <laughs> we can relate to Peter, too. We can relate to him, too. But people are going to doubt. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's one of those things we can we can be a part of a wonderful worship service. We don't worship. We don't prayed. We don't fasted. We don't got some strength back. And then something else happens. And bam. More doubt comes into our brain or come into our mind. Like. People doubted Jesus. They saw him. Which is astonishing to me. <laughs> a little bit. Like they saw him do miracles. They saw him do things. Yet they still doubted. Some worship. But some still doubt it. It's evident in, in, in Matthew 28, 17. They saw Jesus. <laughs> they some worship, but some still doubt it, regardless of everything that he did. But the one thing that we want to make sure we understand, and I said this and I said, I'll probably, I'm going to get to that scripture in the beginning, is that we want to ensure that there is so, so, so many rewards in trusting in God and relying on his wisdom. Because once again, the truth is God really wants to bless us. He wants us to have a great future. He wants to ensure that we're well. He wants to ensure we have everything that we need. That's really how God wants to bless his children. And we are his children. God does not enjoy seeing us suffer. It's not something that he just sits back and is like, man, I'm really liking this. No. There is period. Reading our, and going back to even Isaiah, like there's portions in there that, that if you really look and read and take some time, God really loves us. He really does. Like, I can't even explain it. And I'm not going to try to get too much to it because I'll start crying. He really loves us. And all we have to do, all he ever asks us to do is just to believe and trust in him. Like we sometimes think we're, we're, we're having, and, and don't get it twisted. Yes, we are to help people, help the poor, help, you know, the, the orphans and, and all that. Good stuff. Yes, don't get it twisted. Yes, we are. To, yes, we are to do that. But literally, y'all, like. Just the basic is just to believe. <laughs> That's it. It's just to believe. And there's so many rewards in just believing. Hallelujah. There's so many rewards 
I've been through too much not to just trust him. Is it hard? Yes, because I don't know everything. I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. I don't know what next week is going to bring. But I'm telling y'all, trusting in God and not leaning on my own understanding. And I'm pretty, and I'm not tooting my own horn by no means. I don't boast of everything that I have, that I have. But yeah, I have a master's. I, I have some certifications. I have some pretty well versed documents that would probably, that would definitely prove I'm pretty well intelligent. But none of that, none of that makes no difference. It means nothing. I cannot trust or lean on my own understanding. I have to trust in God with all of my heart. Proverbs says it three, five through six. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. That's <laughs> that's where we get in trouble at. Because we don't want to trust him with our whole heart. We have to trust him with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. That's a reward. That's a promise. You lean on him, on his wisdom and his understanding. You trust in him. Your paths are going to be straight. It might not feel like it. (laughs) It might not look like it. (laughs) And I'm chuckling because it's the truth. It might not feel like it and it may not look like it's straight. Because when we think of straight, we think smooth. We think easy, no bumps, no dips, no sharp turns. No. He making our path straight means his plan, his truth. Is straight to him, but us getting there, we, yeah, it's going to be some twists and turns, but we have to trust him. Now, as I wrap this up, we really have to understand that, um, I kind of mentioned this before earlier. If we ever face doubts and disappointments, take time. And it was about like, I kind of piggybacked on this a little bit when I, or I did say this, not piggyback, but I am piggybacking now um, on the unanswered prayer, like that being a trigger, right? Like for me, how many of us know that's usually one of the biggest triggers of doubt and disappointment, unanswered prayer. But take time, like I said, and really assess if it was, in fact, unanswered. Because we have to make sure that these doubts and disappointments don't serve as the opportunities for growth and deeper understanding. We have to really know that... um, Certain aspects in life that do happen is meant to grow us. It's meant to, it's meant for us to gain that wisdom. Like if we pray for, you know, we ask God, God, I want, I want more wisdom. Don't be surprised (laughs) if something happens. And you start to feel a little doubt and disappointment or something. Mm, that might have been an opportunity to uh, get a little deeper understanding. <laughs> like, I, I'm just being honest. I'm being honest here. It might have been an opportunity for some growth. For that wisdom to get a little, a little deeper, a little sharper. Because you asked for it. 
So we have to take that time. Make sure. Because I remember, and I can't quote it verbatim, but I was reading a devotional and the author literally was just like, when we pray um, or when we ask God, you know, for different things, we ask for understanding or clarity on certain stuff. Many times we try to think uh, we think that it's supposed to come to us like it came to Moses or, you know, through a burning bush or (laughs) or, you know, something will happen so dramatic, like there's some thunder and lightning that will hear the voice of God. And it'll just be, you know, this big dramatic um, production when in essence is not many most Lately, anyway, in my season, I guess, in my journey, a lot of the answers I hear from God, they're so quiet. I don't know if it's just because of everything that's going on in the world and all the different distractions and all different things that can literally grasp our attention and be really loud (laughs) in essence. But literally, he's whispered. He's whispered. He's whispered and we have to make sure that we're not missing the answer. (laughs) Let's make sure we're not missing the answer because we're so looking for something that's really like big, bright neon light kind of production. When in fact, it might just be very subtle and very quiet. And very calm. Because sometimes. The. The big and the bright. Gets mingled into the chaos. And we think that's God's answer. But it really wasn't. And then we end up. Having more disappointment. Because we thought it was this. But it wasn't. Amen. And so. And. And, um, and we want to make sure that um you know when we go through that we want to make sure we come out of that situation with stronger faith when we restore um our faith with god our trust if you will well trust and faith is kind of hand in hand when we do that we want to make sure that we are growing we are growing like we don't want to we don't want to stay stagnant we don't we don't want to do that we don't want to stay in the same place we were because if we stay in the same place that we were we're going to keep getting disappointed and doubt and having and having our doubts if we don't learn more about who God is and his true character we're going to constantly be bombarded with doubt if we don't learn of who he is so we have to make sure that even in those challenges because this is reviving the spirit right (laughs) the battle warrant rehabilitation rehabilitation for the battle warrant christian right we're gonna go through we want to grow we want to get stronger our faith has to get stronger Like it says in Romans, I pulled up Romans five, three through five, where it says um, we can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials. Well, we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us. Because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. We have to know that when we build up that character, eventually, and I'm here to be a witness, the disappointments don't, they don't hit as much. They don't hit as hard. The doubts don't, don't, don't really be doubting. (laughs) I know that's probably not a real phrase, but hopefully I understand what I'm trying to say. But seriously, really, 
Like doubt can and will happen, yo. It will. Um, even while maintaining this faith journey, honey, let me tell you, it will. But I encourage you, please, number one, don't leave the faith journey. Don't separate yourself from God. Don't make that disconnect because doubt, that's a natural part. The disappointment is a natural part. But like I just read with Romans, we know that as this begins to strengthen us and we really talk to God and we strengthen our um, our time with God to find the, the the truth and the understanding that we need so we can stop leaning on our own and stop listening to the lies of the enemy. It eventually leads to this particular hope that we develop, this particular strength that we develop. It won't lead to disappointment. It won't lead to that because we'll recognize how much God loves us. If you don't take anything else from this, as far as restoring your trust in God, please know this very important thing. God loves you. He loves us so much. Please know that. Please know that. God does not. He, let me tell you something. I know you hear it. You've seen it on t-shirts. You've seen it on different Bible covers, but it's the truth. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know this is God. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you you plans to give you hope and a future i was just reading isaiah literally how he's like i didn't i didn't want to my anger is not going to last forever this is you know back in you know we all know kind of like the uh prophet prophets and everything because you know the israel lights and everything they were being disobedient and all that good stuff but he says my anger is not going to last forever. I love y'all. Basically, I'm, I'm just paraphrasing. If my anger was going to last like that, I would have wept out all y'all by now. Every single last one of you. God says that, but he says, but no, I, I, I love y'all. I want y'all to be restored unto me. I want to bless you. I want to give you everything that you really do need to live a life that is prosperous, that is stable, with a good future and some and and, a, and and hope and blessings and peace. He wants to give that all to us. He really does. Amen. So that is it. I thank you, thank you, thank you for those that took the time to listen. Please, please, please stay tuned for the next episode. Um, and, and like I said, please know that God loves you. If you take nothing else from this, God loves you. God loves you so much. And he really, 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 really wants to ensure that you have everything that you need. Trust him. Trust in him. Please don't lose your trust in him. Yes. Will you go through disappointments? Yes. Will you go through doubts in this faith journey as a Christian? Yes. As a warrior <laughs> for the Lord. Yes, you will. But don't stop trusting him. Go through, process the feelings, but get right back into the face of God. Amen. Let's pray. Who, Lord, some of us cannot wait <laughs> until we get to spend eternity with you. Paul even says in himself, he don't know which one is better to live or to die. He knows he needs to live so he can help 
you know, build up the kingdom. But yet he knows that if he dies, he gets to spend eternity with you. And that's just as beautiful. So God, I know that this life brings so many disappointments. Oh, you live long enough. You're going to go through several, several, several disappointments. But God, we thank you. Because despite it all, you love us. You promise to give us a future. You promise to give us hope. You promise to sustain. Even David writes, he's never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. We have an inheritance. We can see the goodness We can see your goodness while living here. And that's good. And we thank you, God. And God, I just pray that more and more people will trust you. More and more people will understand that you can save the unsavable. God, if there's anybody that's listening to this, that has gone through some really hard some really hard times some hardships and it's triggered that doubt and that disappointment and they're wondering is it really worth it to trust you God I pray that after listening to this and they hear my voice and they just hear some of the scriptures that I gave that they understand that your promises really are yea and amen But we just have to understand that we can't lean on our own understanding. God, your plans for us is incredible and we just have to believe in them. We can't just solely believe that what we think is successful or what we think is prosperous is what you think is prosperous for us. We have to seek you, God. And God, I pray that if nothing else, even if the person that listened to this still is struggling with the doubt and disappointment, that they'll at least take some time and really get in your face and really be naked before you and just pour out their heart. Because we know that you are the very strength the very strength that we need. God is the strength of our hearts. Even when our flesh and our heart, they fail. You are the strength, God, that we need. Please, God, I pray that even if it's just one person, They really trust you again. I've been there. And I'm so grateful that I trust you. With my whole heart. And thank you for loving us so unconditionally. Because we don't deserve it. But somehow you made a way where we're able to be loved unconditionally by you. And you don't see the blemishes. You don't see the sin. Thank you for your son. For taking away the sins of the world. And you don't see the spots and the wrinkles. Especially when we are a child of the kingdom. So thank you for Jesus. Thank you for loving us so much. God, I give you honor. I give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Until next time, have a great, great rest of your week. Bye.